So I just think I need to start off by saying I hate wearing a mask. Period. Amen. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I hate wearing a mask. I have allergies, and my breath recirculates around and around inside this mask, and it makes me cough and sneeze, and I don't like it one bit. But I'm keeping it on today while I'm preaching, even though I have a negative COVID test, because you're there, and I'm here, and I love you. And I don't want to do anything to make you get sick. Somebody say amen to that. In congregations all over the country, in fact, all over the world today, clergy and lay leaders and musicians and organists and youth ministers and angels are all making decisions about how to gather in person. And they're making those decisions in church, and then they're going to go to work on Monday, and they're making those decisions at work. Bosses are telling people to stay home. You don't need to come back to the office until after Christmas. My publisher shut down their office for two weeks. COVID, the Delta, and the Omicron are haunting us, almost like a virus hunting us, looking for hosts in which to live and make their, I don't know, stake out their territory, and is doing a really great job of not only getting us sick, uh, the sickness has come close to home, Amanda's baby, Zane, has COVID. And so their family are split right now. Sick folks in one place, daddy in a mask and distancing from Zane, just to stay well. I mean, the baby is sick and the parents can't even hug and comfort him. That's how close it is. Some of my staff have been like one step away from the one step away from the contact. And whereas we might not die from Omicron, we might. It's breaking through inoculated folks, it's breaking through boosted folks. It is fierce, this little virus, causing us to be afraid, this little virus, giving birth to more and more little viruses that are compromising our ability to breathe, to live, to have stamina. It's, it's a hot mess uh, right now. And the folks who are not inoculated and who are not masking are putting themselves and their families at risk. And they're getting on planes and putting you at risk, on trains and putting you at risk. It is a dangerous and scary time. How many of you are a little nervous? Even about being here today, I promise not to come and blow my breath on you. How many of you are nervous about being on the subway or, or out in the, or in the cab or in the Uber, right? with the windows cranked down. It is understandable that we're afraid. It is understandable that we're nervous and it is understandable that we are doing things to make each other stay well. I am the saddest preacher on the planet today, having made a decision to not do our Christmas Eve live at Marble. I just am crestfallen and broken up about that. And I can't talk to you today without talking about how hard that is. And what I want to say to you about how hard it is, is it's the hardest thing in the world and it's right. It is the hardest thing in the world to make a decision not to gather in that way right now. But it's right. 
And the church has done hard things since the beginning of time. The church is born in hard times. The church becomes a church in hot mess times. We have a Christmas to celebrate, a nativity to celebrate, a birth to acknowledge because of a hard time and a brave teenager and her spouse who decided to stick it out. I mean, we don't know exactly when Mary sang this song, this Magnificat. We're not exactly sure whether it was right when she found out from Gabriel that she was going to bear the, bear the baby. We're not sure if it was somehow after she and Joseph faced a scandal in Galilee, the scandal of scandal, the New York Post, page six, scandal. Joseph hears the news of his bride being pregnant. Rumor is God did it. Stay tuned for more details at 10. Are you kidding me? This was hard, hot mess time. There was no sense of Gabriel Angel showing up in the room and giving her the good news. Instead, the rumor was that maybe a Roman soldier had made this baby. It's talking in front of our children. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing about this thing that was glorious. There was nothing about this thing that was beautiful. There was nothing about this event that was holy. At that moment, it was just yucky, horrible stuff. Yet, Mary sings a song of joy breaks into song somewhere in here when she finds out when Joseph doesn't divorce her that might be a reason to sing a song of joy when they get to the end and there's no room for them and the baby's born in the stable I don't know was that a reason to sing a song of joy or when the wise people gather and take presents to the baby is that who knows but in the midst of empire and in the midst of poverty and in the midst of tough circumstances the virus of poverty, the virus of oppression, in the midst of scandal and the virus of outsiderness, Mary sings a song of joy because she believes God is anyway. God is anyway. Doing something that we don't expect. Making a way out of no way causing a people to rise up in liberation. God is anyway. Choosing to come all the way down to live with us, among us, as a vulnerable brown outsider. She sings because she believes that God is anyway, reordering the world, making what is, what is broken straight, what is crooked whole, Providing the hungry with good things. Bringing good news to the poor and sight to the blind. She sings a song, a testimony, in the midst of the worst of it. Because God is. Now, on a bad day, it might not feel like God is is enough to sing about. And I think there's a lot of pressure to have magical fantasy faith where you always feel shiny and full of joy and hope and love. But I think Mary knew something that we need not forget. God knows us when we're in the dumps. 
God knows us when we're depressed. God knows us, loves us when we're afraid, when we're anxious, when we're nervous. God knows us, loves us. God is God when we're pissed off and sick and tired of masks and social distancing. God knows us, loves us. God is when we're remembering insurrection and wondering if our democracy is fully defunct. God is, knows us, loves us, is present in our grieving, in our wrestling, in our tumult, in our struggle, in our tears, in our hopes, in our dreams, in our numbness, God is. God is in the ripping and tearing it takes to push a baby out of your body. God is in the ripping and tearing it takes to survive isolation and loneliness and separateness. God is, Mary sings for us, in the oh-so-long pandemic that is COVID-19, in the oh-so-long pandemic that is racism and white supremacy and gender oppression in this nation, God is. In the pushing and the shoving that it takes for, as Paul says, the children of God to show themselves. For, for all of creation is groaning like a woman in childbirth to see if we will be who we're supposed to be. God is in the now and the not yet. God is in the tomorrow and today. God is, Mary sings. Not because it's all right, but because God is all. I don't know exactly what you're feeling today here in this place or out there in the world, but I'm feeling like I, like I need a song to sing, that I want a song to sing, a song that isn't pie in the sky, but a song that's like, I told Jesus it would be all right to change my name. Or a song like, Guide my feet while I run this race. Or a song like, Trouble don't last always. Or a song like, This is me and I need not pretend. Or maybe it's a song like, Imagine. Maybe it's a song that calls us to see the world not as it is, but as it can be, because we hang in, because we stick to it, because when we fall down, we get back up, and when we're overwhelmed, we just say, Lord, have mercy, and we expect someone, someone to love us through to the next time. That's, that's where I am today having faith in the one who implanted the seed of liberation in Mary 
and who plants that same seed in us, but does not promise us easy breezy ways to liberation, just promises to be present while we get there. In the pushing, in the shoving, in the grieving, in the ripping, in the tearing, in the tough decisions we'll make to stay alive, and in the living, even in the dying, in the grieving, God is. Source, presence, love, deliverance, liberation, freedom. Someday, when the glory comes, it will be ours. Someday, when the glory comes, we will see salvation as one flesh, as one people. And in the meantime, I love you, and I'm loved by you, and God loves us, and that just has to be enough, because that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. May it be so. May it be so. Amen.